2: Welcome in to the Bruce Hooley Show. We're coming to you live from Studio 4 here in Columbus, Ohio, 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network. I am joined in studio today by Bob Clegg. He's a GOP strategist. Bob, welcome in this morning, man. How are you? Well, thanks, Jack. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell
1: us the name of your, your firm. Uh, Midwest Communications and Media. Midwest Communications and Media. And what do you do? We do political campaigns. Political campaigns. Simple as that. Consulting.
2: (laughs) You've been in the business a long time.
1: Uh, Doing this for 25 years. And before that, I was in state government and other political jobs. He knows where the bodies are buried, is what I'm I'm telling you. I try to know. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, look, marijuana is
2: legal to use, but not buy in Ohio, I think. Yeah. Um, You can grow it. You can grow it. You can grow it Uh, in your house. It'll just take a little while. Uh, So some things need ironed out there. And today uh, is the day that the amendment goes on the books that many believe will allow abortion up to birth for matters of convenience, minors to abort and gender transition without parental involvement. We may talk about a couple of those things. We will certainly talk about uh, Ohio Republican Party endorsing Donald Trump. Yes, on the Friday. only
1: the only state party that has endorsed President Trump so far.
2: Only state party. We'll Talk about that with Mark Weaver, uh-huh. Uh friend of the show, 1122. And I think he's also going to weigh in on the debate. I'm sure we're going to have some great discussion. 1135 State Senator Jerry Serino will be here. Uh, he is the crafter of Senate Bill 83, and that is the education enhancement bill. That's really designed to make sure that we're removing uh, just all the ideological and progressive push in schools and getting back to the point that we're actually teaching kids. And then at 1206, Bob France will be here. State Representative Beth Lear at 1235. She has a plea for uh, U.S. Senator J.D. Vance, and she'll talk about that. But. But.
3: (laughs) I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Coming in. Yeah. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like
2: the fajita. The GOP presidential debate. Yeah. They're coming in hot last night. Yeah, they were. Bob. Um Listen, I want to get your take, but if you will just allow me to amuse you for one minute. Go ahead. I I think the debate can really be summed up by one clip and I'm going to play it and then I'm going to get your take on it because I don't know that we're going to be in agreement on this.
3: Okay. so foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to note that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes 8 million bucks after has real foreign policy let experience. It. it takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know let the let names it. of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And oh, there's a God, puppet. masters right Christy, there, the donors. The donors right there, that are playing with like the puppet now. Okay, enough.
2: Enough, <laughs> enough. Chris Christie's thrown in the towel. Yeah. Um, down goes Fraser. That's all I kept. <laughs> that's all I kept hearing in my head. That that was a knockout punch. And then Chris Christie tries to step oh, in and defend that her, and was he looks ridiculous. He looks at him and says, oh, "Do you know the provinces?" Boom! Left uppercut. Christie and and Nikki Haley both knocked out in the first round last night. That's how I saw. it. How did you see it, Bob?
1: Uh well, I, I thought Chris Christie, you know, was ridiculous trying. I mean, trying to defend Nikki Haley. If I'm Nikki Haley, I'm I'm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like insulted that I that this big fat guy's got to defend me. You well, know, we can't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. You know,
2: Vivek, no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> Vivek made a comment about I know he did. The, the I press know he did. Ripped him apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Said, you know, he's he's fat shaming. He's, he's yeah, whatever.
1: Um, um, I, you know, I, I I think he did a great job on that. I think, you know, I, I like the uh, Vex policies. I have no problems with him other than. Uh, And I'm coming at this as a political consultant. Yes. He has a personality problem. And what I mean by that is as well. And I think he's done a very good job in all of these debates. Okay. He's been very articulate. He's been very uh, strong on making points. He's uh, willing to mix it up, which is what you got to do in these debates. So he's doing everything right. Debate wise. But if you look at the numbers, he's not moving at all. And that – and why is that? Well, and I've said this before. He comes across personality-wise as ever every overly ambitious young Republican I've ever met in my life. And, you know. Like
2: and, Michael P. Keaton in, in yeah. Family Ties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. that yeah. supercharged. Yeah. I know the answer. The, yeah. I'm the smartest guy in the room. If you yeah. don't
1: believe me, I'll tell you. Yeah. I mean that's – Real, I think. I mean, what I mean when when he's so good on policy. I mean, he is so good on policy. He knows it. He's you know he is the most intelligent person standing on that stage. He he has been in every single debate. Yep. So why isn't he? Why isn't this helping him? Why the only person that seems to have helped is Nikki Haley? Do you think? Do you think she? Did well
2: last night because I'm reading – it's it's mixed. I'm I'm looking. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm reading uh, the, the press. Uh, Nikki Haley had a big night. I thought she got knocked out, and I, I thought she never recovered.
1: Well, you got to realize the only reason Nikki Haley is doing better because of these debates is because the mainstream media has picked her as their person that they want. Yep. Because she seems safer than the guys on there. So that's why they're pushing her. That's why she's getting – a lot of positive press after every single one of these debates, and that's helping her mu- numbers move up. However, we know this game; we've seen this game. As soon as she w- and, and she's she's not going to be our nominee. Trust me, I right, know that. Right. But if by some miracle she became our nominee, the press will go after her like crazy. They did the exact same thing with John McCain. Yeah. The, they were all for him in two thousand, running against George W. Bush. But then, oh, my God, he actually became the nominee in 2008. Well, guess what? Oh, he was too old at 72. The media said he was too old, too out of it, at, you know, this and that, this and that. And they totally turned and went on him. And then come what, 2017, he's uh, President Trump's in office and Guess what? Now the media sudden, loves him again. They love him again. They love John yeah. McCain because he's he's taking on George or uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Uh, you
2: know, the thing that was interesting to me, first of all, the reason I, I like that clip is not because I'm just a fan of coming in hot, scorched earth, you know, provocative for the sake of being provocative. Vivek Ramaswamy did what I think a lot of Americans are waiting for someone to do. He And, and actually, he probably exposed the worst fear that most of us have which is being found out when he said name a province, right? Because both of them have essentially said in one way or another, you know, it's bigger than Ukraine. It's, it's, it's bigger than the Middle East. There's this axis of evil and we've got to, and, and we've got to be able to go to Ukraine. Okay. Then, then, then where are we going to go? He totally exposed the fact that they're, they're using talking points. And I think a lot of people went, uh-huh. Uh Does she really represent the war machine? Does she really represent special interest? I think that's what he made her look like last
1: night. Well, when he said that, I had a visual in my head. You know what the visual was? No. Wizard of Oz pulling back the curtain. Yep. That's what it was. I mean, it's you're pulling back the curtain from this. These people really don't know what they're talking about. It's just a... uh, We, uh, as America, have to be involved in everything around the world. So uh, here's the other part.
2: I want to play this for you because this came up last night. I said it it probably will be talked about. Uh,
0: Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country, assigned female at birth, says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be?
1: I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. She
2: was like uh, one of the disciples that, that denied it three times before midnight. She was asked uh, more than a handful of times last night about this, and she said, well, I didn't say that." She absolutely said. I wonder if that's her position on abortion, too. Is it a strategy move? We'll talk about that. Uh, next, on the other side of this break, 98.9 FM, the answer. I'm joined in studio by Bob Clegg, GOP strategist. We're breaking down uh, the GOP presidential debate last night in Alabama, so stay tuned. Hey, welcome back in. If you have not yet checked out optouttoday.com, make sure you get over there and do it. That's the place that you can simply and seamlessly opt out of your union, saving on average $1,100 per year. Better, keeping the money from union bosses who are funding the progressive politicians and activism in our schools and other uh, government and quasi-government areas. So the Freedom Foundation created OptOutToday.com, and they are educating government employees to the facts. You don't have to join a union to get a government job. If you have a government job, you don't have to keep it by being in the union. And if you're not in the union, you certainly don't have to pay union dues, but they're not going to tell you that. So uh, thank you to the Freedom Foundation for the continued support of the Ohio Press Network and creating optouttoday.com. Jump over there now and check it out. Hey, I want to welcome him back. He's a friend of the show. He's Mark R. Weaver, author of a wordsmith's work, a media law attorney, crisis communications advisor, adjunct professor, prosecutor. Uh, Mr. Weaver, welcome back to the Bruce Willey Show. How are you today?
0: Doing well. Thank you very much. Always glad to be back with you.
2: Absolutely. Now, I'm joined in studio. I didn't say this. Uh, I'm joined in studio by somebody that you might know. His name is Bob Clegg. He's a GOP strategist.
1: <laughs> hey, Mark. Bob
0: Clegg <laughs> is one of the smartest strategists <laughs> in the state. Mark, it. And you are it. smart to have him on your airway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. You know, I, I figure if I surround myself with enough good people, I might have a fighter's chance at, at uh, you know, sticking in the business. Hey, um First of all, I, we we talked about this GOP presidential debate before we went to break. But before we do that, I want to pump the brakes on it because I'm afraid we won't get in the other part that I think we want to talk about with you, which is the Ohio Republican Party on Friday. Uh, they endorsed Donald J. Trump. What are your thoughts on that, Mark?
0: Well, first of all, this is the first state Republican Party to do so. Um, and so that's kind of special for that reason. I also see this as—I uh, bet you, my old friend Bob will appreciate this. I see this as penance for the state party endorsing John Kasich for president back in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right, Mark. <laughs> it well, was a—they uh, replaced a dumb move with a smart move because <laughs> uh, Donald Trump is almost certainly going to be our nominee, and he'll be able to point to Ohio as the first state party that endorsed him.
2: Well, let me ask you this: Do you think? Because uh, I, I was going to say it tongue in cheek. Well, of course they're going to, you know, that's their penance uh, because they made a mistake in in sixteen. And to hear Chris Christie, Donald Trump is on his revenge tour. Uh, do you, do you buy into that? And and do you think Trump has a fighter's chance of winning this presidential election in twenty four?
0: Right now, now the polls change. Um, polls always change. That's the nature of polls. Uh, but right now, certainly Trump is the favorite. Now. He's got a couple of criminal trials ahead of him where he'll be required to be in court every day. And the media will use that to its greatest negative effect. Uh, So that's going to shift the numbers. But while that's happening, Joe Biden will keep bumping into walls, as one observer (laughs) said, kind of like a Roomba out of control. (laughs) Voters will notice that as well.
1: Hey, Hey, Mark, you know, President Trump's been impeached twice. And you would know better than I. How many times has he been indicted now? I think it's four. I I was thinking it was around four. And it doesn't seem to have hurt him. Do you think that a conviction after all that is going to make a difference?
0: That's the big question. I I mean, I I remember one national reporter calling me several months back saying he was indicted again today. Is this the one that's going to turn it? And I said, you don't seem to understand that these indictments – are the fuel that is increasing his poll numbers, because many Americans, even some people who don't love Donald Trump's, uh, you know, what he says sometimes in some of his remarks, uh, it seems as though this is evidence that what we call the deep state or the entrenched establishment is doing everything they can to undermine him. And so what they think is going to hurt him winds up helping him. And the big question is whether that will remain true when these are, potentially convictions and not just indictments
1: i i think the one thing that would help him in all this uh criminal cases is if he actually gets an acquittal i think that could have impact
0: yeah given the jurisdictions it's, it's hard to see an acquittal oh is i know more likely as <laughs> a hung jury
1: yeah i it's mean they're DC, all in dc there. correct
0: well dc georgia new york and florida and Florida probably is the best v- yeah. venue he had. Yeah, by far. What's most likely outcome is, because our country is split, remember, a, a jury verdict has to be unanimous acquittal or unanimous conviction. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's 11 to 1 in either direction or whatever, that's a hung jury. It's got to start all over again. That's the likelier outcome, not convictions or acquittals, but hung juries.
1: Okay. We've got about two and a half minutes here. I know you wanted to ask yeah, about um, that. I, Mark, I just wanted to know what you thought about the, the debate last night.
0: It's refreshing to have just four people to focus on. Isn't it?
1: I you thought know, that was great.
0: You can't watch four people and not come away knowing exactly where each of them is. Yeah. It's, there's no doubt that Vivek is running for vice president. He makes that more obvious every day. <laughs> but when there were seven or eight people on the stage, it was just too distracting. Now, I don't know if there will be another debate, but if, but if there is – Christie and Vivek should drop and allow people to see DeSantis and Nikki Haley go toe to toe.
2: Interesting. I am a. I must be drinking the Vivek Kool Aid because I think a lot of what he says is refreshing. Now Bob did kind of bring me back down from the stratosphere <laughs> and said, "Look, he's he has a personality problem, and that's why his numbers aren't going up." Um, do you think that that Nikki Haley? Uh, did well last night. I I, th- I thought she got knocked out by some comments, and I don't think that she ever recovered. She kind of looked like a deer in the headlights to me.
0: Yeah, her worst moment was when she denied having opposed uh, the Florida law that would make it uh, illegal to uh, gently mutilate children or chemically castrate them. She, in fact, she uh, uh, or the issue surrounding um, allowing men to be in girls' locker rooms or bathrooms. She She was equivocating. And uh, that was a weak moment for her. Listen, she's a serious person. But let's let's not forget these these folks are still 20, 30, 40 points behind Donald Trump. Yeah. And so we focus on who this second place person might be. But they're well in the wake of where Donald Trump is.
2: So let me ask you that we've got 30 seconds and I'm going to throw you a curveball. A lot of and speculation that Vivek might be trying to position himself to run for governor of the state of Ohio in 26. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I think he's going to run this string out, which means he's going to go as far as he can. And then as soon as Trump picks a presidential uh, running mate, that might be the cue for Vivek to pivot into another race. And the one that makes most sense is governor, because the U.S. Senate race will already be underway at that point.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great analysis. Yeah, you, you, you ride the tide as long as it takes you and then figure out where to go from there. That's a great analysis. Uh, Mark Weaver, thank you for spending time with us today. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter, and you really should, at Mark R. Weaver. Thanks again, sir, for spending time with us today.
0: Thank you, friends. Have a good day.
2: You as well. Hey, stay tuned. More 98.9 FM, The
0: Answer.